Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is the much anticipated, or maybe not much anticipated, but much delayed <laughs> yes. Luft 6 road trip. Luft gekult. That's a D minus. We'll no, go with the D minus in that. Well so this is our much anticipated episode. I dropped a different one for you guys on Friday because right. we were late. I hope you appreciated that. Um, but and just so you guys know, I know you mentioned this, but that was our Patreon exclusive. So a little sneak peek for everyone. You can get these kind of cool exclusive episodes if you are a Patreon member. Yeah, course. we do them uh, do them once a month. Maybe maybe more if we can like push Jake into doing a little bit more research. Yeah. Anyway, so before we get into the Luft stuff and the road trip, I want to hear about your uh, what you've been doing with your car seven, your 7911 before we get into lift stuff tell yeah, me what's, it's, we it's don't been do a while I, since we talked about I know, our projects I, i'm constantly working on my car like for me know, for example have, my the <laughs> i got so i picked up the mercedes from the body shop right yeah on the way home with the 911 because i had some california rust coming through the fender which i this was the first time i'd heard that term with someone out in california goes well that's california rust so right i there. pulled up to the booth which is like bubbling under the paint right basically right so i pulled up to, to the booth at the triple zero booth at luft yeah at my spot in western town and yes. uh, I, he's like well why don't you park this way i said ah, that's not the good side of my car i was like some chick that thinks she's got like a good side oh, of her you face were adamant too i was i was like i want to park and Pete and this I are way. like, what the Pete's like, no. are you sure this is the good side of your car? And then he pointed at my fender. Yep. And there was paint that had bubbled. Yes. And it wasn't like that when I left. Oh, so I did notice that. I didn't realize that was what you because you later sent me a photo of yeah. like this is what's underneath. And I didn't yeah. realize I didn't put that together. Well, it wasn't there when I picked the car up. So wow. I was so just that okay. Quick. Well, it must have been the way they baked it or something yeah. like that. Anyways, they so I dropped it off at the body shop. I was like, hey, right. I don't know what's going on. This right. is um, and it's Lemetri's body shop down here in, sure. in Minneapolis. And they go, all right, well, we'll take a look at it. And I, I feel like kind of a jerk because I dropped the car off as I got there. So I drove across the country. I was like, here you go. And the thing is disgusting. Just filthy. Just disgusting. So I gave it to them. Okay. And uh, they sent me a picture the next day where they had sanded off um, some of the filler that was there. Okay. And it, it looks like an art installation <laughs> or... I don't know. Well, we maybe. talked about the gobstopper effect on your rear deck lid, where like if you were to slice into it, you'd see all the different layers of paint and bodywork and everything else. It's not quite like that. No, it's, it's not. not quite the but deck you lid. did get that effect. So, a little yeah, bit. A little, so a little artistic. At some point, someone had tried to to fix it. And I know what it looks like. You know those rocks geodes when you cut them in half. Yes. And they got the like uh, crystals inside. So you see the different layers of color, and then the crystals inside. It that is, was this. It is, and it is ugly. So because the crystals were rust. Because the crystals were rust. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the crystals are rust. They're not beautiful like a geode. No, we're like, oh no. my God, look at this rock I broke open. No, so it's really bad. So anyway, they're going to fix that. But cool. I, I picked up the Mercedes at the body shop. You just basically have a car la Lemetri yeah, just well, rotating just, through. They were doing a new bumper and a new grill and a few other things. So I picked right. it up there and I got in that thing and yeah. it went. And it would not start. It just went. Is the like, noise that it would make. There's the starter's bad. Oh. So I just sit there, I go, <laughs> that sounds like a pig. That's probably I was gonna say, like it's, a drowning pig. Yeah, so and it it's, just and the, finally it caught and started. Okay. And so was, the starter oh spins, but No, it goes it doesn't it just it's not kicking out, it just goes hmm. So it's not something's Odd. not working. I hear it kicking out, but it's not turning. So the starter is dead. I gotcha. So I end up but the thing is after the contrast, you know when you drive your lawnmower and your fingers are tingling right. and you can't hear anything and you're like oh, yeah. kind of desensitized to the world? I got out of that experience in the 911, <laughs> right. which I just compared to a lawnmower, which is awesome. And then I got in the, the Mercedes and I felt like I was driving the nicest car 
ever made I ever because i just driven like three 12 13 hour days home got yeah. in that thing and i was like oh my god i can't even feel the engine running yeah it's quiet other than the bad starter which was kind of a bummer so then i go to the gas station to fill up i turn the car off like habitually it, well, yeah it's habit put gas in the thing and uh -huh. then try to go start it up i'm like just over and over and over again like <laughs> everyone's looking at you like what? yeah and of course i'm in yz and there's all kinds of super rich people around yes, looking at why this idiot this idiot's mercedes won't start <laughs> click 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 and it only does it when it's hot so once it's cold it's hmm. it's no problem so you gotta so, wait there for like a good hour for everything to cool down and then it, it might start it, it took about 15 tries but it works so i picked up a new starter okay it was uh, it's like a TYJ brand. So you go look on Rock Auto. They've got all the brands. Oh, sure, they've sure. They've got the green for the economy, the blue for the whatever, and then okay. like whatever it is, the different color codes for how poor this you are. This one was like red. This, <laughs> <laughs> it was green, which is for money, which is ironic. I think. It, anyway, so it's the budget option. This is yeah. like TYJ. I don't even remember the brand. I'm making that up completely. But it was 60 bucks <laughs> for the start. But it says Bosch OE Supplier. Okay. So do they make the starter for Bosch? And they're just able to sell it on the side? Or am I just Maybe. putting the worst Taiwan Chinese starter in my car? I don't car? think it matters. I You replace that, it'll last a year. You're not going to have the car in a year. That's the <laughs> way we should look at this, right? That is that is, that is probably true. So I got that in the mail. I'm going to put that in. And, Sweet. Oh, also, yes. my headliner fell off in the Mercedes. And you know that, <laughs> you know that orange foamy goo that okay. goes in between the headliner have you yes. ever had a headliner fall off no no you you don't own cars that like, are shitty enough for headliners to fall right off. i don't understand when you say fall off i know they droop it drooped and then fell off like it just it just like like it was driving. flapping <laughs> it was flapping and hitting me in the back of my head as i was driving cool. and i and i couldn't i had to get where i was going so i had to just let it hit me in the back of the head over and over and over again oh my god Remember, I'm, just, like, I'm just like three minutes ago when I'm, you were like this is the nicest car ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's well in contrast it was so anyway but it has these little orange so you don't know everybody that's poor knows what i'm talking about with headliners that have fallen off it's got this foam adhesive that's okay. kind of a sound deadening yeah it's, and it's soft and it's so when you touch the headliner it's like it's soft you feel it it's sure, foam but right. it's also an adhesive okay but as when the headliner falls off and as that kind of delaminates yeah, from deteriorates. the it starts sprinkling down like yeah. orange snow yep, i can picture it and it's all over the the seats, all over the floor. And if you touch it, it smears. Oh, good. So I had to clean it off the seats. And when I got home, and it's ugh, just such a and nightmare. it looked like you had some weird like carrot top dandruff going on as well. Yeah, yeah. It did. Well, yeah. <laughs> it got on my shoulder and my nice sweater. So I, I'm like, how am I going to get this adhesive foam goo out of my nice sweater? So I went and put put goo gone, sprayed goo gone all over my sweater, and then threw it in the wash, and that. Just that work pro tip it worked cool that was that was it that's so a good idea that's that's my car life right now <laughs> <laughs> let's hear yours so what have you before got going on? we went to luft i had taken the car to get an alignment done because i did turbo tie rods i had re-indexed the torsion bars last year and i'd done a whole bunch of other stuff and then got the new wheels 1552 wheels and so i wanted everything to be aligned correctly so i could use it right otherwise you're gonna wear those five treadwear tires out in about exactly. six minutes exactly so i go down to a shop and i was a little disappointed by them right they they just seemed so like almost hesitant to work on the car they go oh you bought such and such as old car i was like yeah i know what i'm getting into they looked at me like some dumb kid regionally famous for being a basket case this car yes it is by and the shops yeah. and he gave me a little history you know it used to be uh it's it's a minnesota car its whole life and it used to be someone's kind of track rat right which is fine 
I know everything that's gone wrong on it. I know what still needs to be done on it. But he was just kind of not uh, super accommodating to me. And anyways, he, he calls me about an hour later and he goes, oh, so we got it on the alignment rack. And first of all, your torsion bar is set up a little too low on the one side. So we have to re-index it. I was like, okay. And he goes, and your wheel bearing is bad on the right rear. I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, so if you want to do those before you get it aligned, it's $1,800. <laughs> and so I go, I thought they refused to do the alignment till the wheel bearing was done. They did, but they offered to do it. Of course yeah, they, they said did. we're not gonna we're not gonna align this until that. Well, how wheel bad was done. the? I mean, so that's what I was wondering. I was like, holy crap, this thing must be ready to fall off. So first of all, eighteen hundred dollars. I go, no, I'm I'm gonna come pick it up, right? And I, he kind of gave me something like, well, you can try doing it on your own, but let us know. To be fair, most people are not doing agreed. A you need a press. Agreed. You need agreed. So uh, before Luft, I pulled the old wheel bearing. Well, f- first of all, I get it up on jack sands and I wobble it. It's almost imperceptible. The okay. amount of play. All right. So I was a little disappointed, but I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I had ordered the part already. Yep. I pull it all apart. That was no problem. I bought a nice fancy new slide hammer because I, you can always use a slide hammer. <laughs> I guess. So if you need a slide hammer, I got a nice one. Okay. Sounds okay. good. So I got it out. No problem. I bought a new bearing, which do you know what these bearings that like a very good German bearing brand is? There's a few, yeah. F A G. Yeah, yes. So I, I open it, it's like fag. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always wondered about that. Yeah. Do they not know what that means? In I'm sure it stands for something. I'm in sure German. it does too, but I would probably write it out then <laughs> instead of the abbreviation. So they I put it in. They're and German. That you you read what we want yes, you to read. <laughs> very good. So I put the bearing in the freezer and I get my uh, not just propane but map gas torch out to Ooh. heat up the head the the hub right. Yep. And I got it way too hot. Way too hot. Why did you cook all the grease in the bearing and it started as on fire? As soon as I put the bearing in and start like pressing it in, it, it just like starts dripping out. Oh, no. So that bearing was shot. <laughs> so I was like, well, that was stupid. That was real stupid because I was trying to do it without a bearing press. I was like, if I get hot enough, they'll give me more tolerance and I can just you know basically that press I have a bearing press. Well, no, I didn't know that because listen to this now. So, OK, I order another one. Rush shipping. Fine. Whatever. It's not that expensive. I get it. I put it in the freezer. I don't heat up. Yeah, the hub, but I clean it really well. You just put like uh, did you get a little, little wider wheel and just yep. yeah, 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 I cleaned yeah. it all okay. up. I even took some 2000 grit and made sure it's all good to go. Yep. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get the right tool, you know, a, a hub bearing press. And so I go to one, two, three, four different auto stores around my house. They either don't carry it. Oh, it's long. You got to go to Northern Tool. It's broken. I didn't go to Northern because I would have had to buy it and I wanted to just rent it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. They're expensive, the good ones. No, they're not. The one I rented was $400. I paid $400 for it, and then I gave it back, and they gave me my $400 back. I don't... What are you... Is it like a pneumatic no. bearing press, or what What do you... No, it's like the threaded rod with all the different size cups. Oh, that kind. Okay, I, I, I was speaking of one that you take off, and you put it next... Like, yeah, but I'm not going to remove my entire trailing arm yeah, press. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Right? Yeah. So that was a fiasco. And here's something I, I've always liked auto parts stores... But I just realized yesterday how depressing Since when? they are. <laughs> they are awful. Well, and here's why they're awful is the people in there. It's kind of sad because people are trying to fix their cars that maybe can't afford to bring them into the shop, but okay. don't know what they're doing. At least that's what I noticed this time. Why is that? So the guy's like, oh, I need new glow plugs for his diesel Volkswagen out there. 
And the guy's like asking him questions. He's like, oh, I don't know. And I don't know any of this. And then another guy comes in to get his battery replaced. He goes, do you rent out tools? It's like, for what? Well, I have to replace my battery. What? He's like, what? What do you need? Do you need a pliers? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. And it's, so it's just, I was kind of like, oh, these people don't know what they're doing. And I feel like they don't have any choice but to try to do it themselves. I don't think that's the majority of people. I think the, the majority of jobs that you can do, you can do with basic hand tools. That's got to be an exception. That The guy can't use the, the pink pliers from his wife's I, toolbox well, inside. I, yeah, I think he didn't <laughs> know what he was doing at all. I, I think that it's going to be weird as time goes on with... Uh, part stores as cars get really difficult to work on they're already getting there yeah but it's getting worse yeah imagine going in and be like yeah i need to replace the electric voltage regulator on my whatever my yeah. nissan leaf and then would, you die uh, when you try yeah. doing it because Do it's high voltage rubber gloves that are five mil <laughs> thick <laughs> so i got the hub back in that's all good to go it doesn't shimmy at all or you know you can't move it so that's a good sign i got the torsion bar re-indexed so i have a lot more travel and play there and i also got uh camber max little brackets have you seen also, those before you mean camber yes came camber it's, i've always said camber it, and no. i know it's not right yeah that's wrong that's Long very end. very camber. wrong anyways so i got those camber max kits and i'm still rubbing a little bit on one corner yeah well you're you can get a couple degrees. What are, camber are you running to get these tires like to fit? Three. No, dude. I don't know. You can't do I that. Know. It's not going to work. I'm a little disappointed. You cannot run. That's why. Yeah. You also. I went through went this exact tire. same thing. I know, but I didn't believe you. Ex- and I'm being stubborn. <laughs> and I realized that. And I'm I, still being stubborn. I, I tried so hard to get that tire size, which is. I don't even 225, remember. 225. 250. Yeah. I 50, think. 15. Something like it that. It does not fit Big. a narrow body car. It does. Big not but online fit. they say it does it does not fit the internet tells it me will it will not fit it and fits on three corners but not one <laughs> i got it to fit in the rear by okay. adding a gajillion degrees of camber but then in the front when i would turn in yeah you don't have tire, full lock i can't full lock because the right. tire would actually catch the inner fender and make right. the car hop yeah so you can't run yeah, these tires thing. you just so i might have to really sell them to some guy someone someone will come over and pick them up for their miata yeah, that's what that's, th- that is that size too, and just get They're rid of really it. good Advan AO forty eights, really nice tires. But anyways, I, so I was well, a little disappointed. No, let's revisit the I told you so. Yeah, it's one fine. more time. I I'm, told I'm you so. St- oh, that's thank you. Yeah, right. I agree. But I, I'm still. I don't know if I'm giving up yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed when it still rubs a little bit. I also did uh, Renline floorboards. Shout okay. out to Renline, our sure. sponsor. Awesomely. I actually sent them a message yesterday asking if they had, because um, there's a company that sells little hood props. Sure. Like little manual yes. ones. They don't. I thought I that's said, who made them. This seems like something that they should absolutely make. Yes. So instead of the hydraulic, like pneumatic, rather, uh, hood I'm props. I'm still going to leave those in there. But but this is like a secondary hood prop. This right. Just so like it actually works. Yes. So it actually works. So I, I, they're actually going to look into it. So absolutely. that would be, that That'd would be awesome. a product I'd, I would get behind. Big there's time. something else I was going to have them look into forget what it was now that you mentioned that great let's move on yes (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah uh so got those installed that's good what else have been working on there that's i mean that's the majority of it okay well that's it's good to hear um that we are still i just we work on our cars so much that i 
sometimes gloss over the fact that we're constantly doing stuff, but I wanted to just make sure that we talk to people about what's yeah. going on with us because it's, it's always good to hear. So um, before we get into the Luft stuff, do we have a one, uh, one of our sponsors we want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, well, I was going to talk keep talking about Renline there, you know, <laughs> because in addition to my floorboards and awesome parts you can get, we've partnered with them to offer an awesome discount for you guys, our listeners. Uh, if you use the code OVERCREST at checkout, you can get 5% off your next order along with free shipping on orders over $250. And as with all their products, they're extremely high quality, beautifully machined, and that that quality is illustrated by the fact that they guarantee every single product that they create. Uh, you can get Renline design parts not just for your Porsche; they also have stuff for you know BMW, for Mini, and other. Uh, brands out there as well. They have over 6,000 products to meet the needs of you and all the enthusiasts out there. So uh, check them out. They're really great. <laughs> I'm not going off my script here today, as you can tell. Right on, right on. So yeah, check them out. It's cool. That I will say too, you know, we're going to talk about Luft. We saw a lot of Luft actually had a lot of cars rocking some red line they stuff. They did. They did. You took, a pictures, took pictures of a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. So the trip so let's Luft. start in the beginning. Yeah, start in the beginning. So I applied for a spot. I wasn't I was sure that I was going to go, but I wasn't sure if I was going to drive. Sure. But I also felt a little pigeonholed by my own mantra, <laughs> which is take, you know, take the mantra. car. Mantra. Mantra. Okay, mantra. So you corrected me once, so I no, gotta correct fine. you. So the my own mantra of driving the car, you know, making sure that you drive the take car. Take the car. Take the car. Now here's the deal. This was my last trip to California. And you decided this once you got out there. And I decided it once I was there. I feel, um, and I told someone else this, I feel, you know, that feeling that you get when you sit down and you do a puzzle and then okay. you're done and you kind of sit back in your chair and you look at, you're like, well, I'm done. Yes. And it's just, it was this great thing that you did. And then you're just done. I've driven out to California many times back yeah. from when I was in college. Right. So I've done it so many times in so many different ways. I've been through every pass over the Sierra Nevada mountains, Northern California, Southern California, mid California, Sierra been... Nevadas, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. I've done Oregon. I mean, everything I've driven. Not that I've driven all the great roads, but I just feel like it's time to explore something new, you know, okay. because I've, as much as I love the, um, the vast expanse and the loneliness and solitude of some of these it's areas. It's a big country, and you don't realize that until you drive across it. I want to do something different. I want to do something more challenging. Mm. I would just want to try something else. So I'm not going to be coming out to California in a car unless I find something I like that I want to buy out there yeah. and drive home. I just I don't think I'm going to make the journey in the 911. You're not going to make a point to drive the 911 out there. Right. Anymore. I think I'm done sense. for a little bit. I think I'm going to okay. take... A break until next year. Until the yeah, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> for well, some we'll see. You know, there's always you know, there's other things I want to do and see while I'm out there. But I just, yes. you know, with going to the Burr Trail and the Moki Dugway and Highway, I've been on the Hogback that we'll talk about later. I've yeah. been there three times. You know, all these places. I just I want a new feeling. You know, I always say keep if you're not exploring, you might as well dead be dead. Right. And if I'm exploring the same thing over that's and not over really again, that's it? not exploring. That's revisiting. That's yeah. you know that's. Basically, that's your teddy bear, right? That the the West is my teddy bear. I love it so much. I just want to just try different things and maybe cuddle with something else for a little while. Okay, All on right, that so, weird analogy. So you you got accepted uh, into a storyline spot at Luftkakul, the car show. Yes. And so with the mantra of take the car, you couldn't have shipped it out there. Right. I was like, uh, you could ship it. I'm uh, no, I have to drive the car. Yes. And I, that's fine. You know, I really enjoy driving the car. Of course. Right. So so I uh, I decided well. 
once they gave me the storyline spot, I knew I had to go. Yep. And I knew I was going to drive. Yep. So I asked you. I definitely you wanted, wanted to go. I asked you if you wanted to come with me. And I, heck yeah. But I was like, I don't want to take a whole week off work just to sit in the farm fields of the Midwest that are quite boring. So if you do it wrong, they're quite boring. So I left. Um, so, yeah. So my Monday. plan was to meet up in Denver. So your drive from. I left, yeah. I, from basically from Minneapolis to to Denver was I broke it up into two days, which okay. was seven hours of driving each day. OK, so I'm like. I've driven across Nebraska in one day. It's terrible. I yeah. don't like it. It's not fun. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it up into two days and I'm going to take all back roads through Nebraska. Okay. So I was going to go through. Is that Nebraska is a grid anyways. Is it any different taking back roads? 100%. Really? Okay. Absolutely. Hands down. Amazing drive. Really enjoyed it. And here's the thing is it's, you know, I get into this argument sometimes with people on Instagram that send me messages because I'll post lots of pictures of just these vacant places and these straight yeah. roads. Oh, man, it doesn't look fun at all. It's just a straight road. There's no turns, blah, blah, blah. It's, that doesn't look exciting. Okay. And it's not about being excited all the time. It's not about, you know, attacking the road all the time. It's more of a, for me, it's more of meditation, right? When I'm out on these roads and I'm driving, it's more about meditation and thinking and, and doing a lot of personal work in my head. Sure. Either on my own personal character or ideas that right. I have it's, for projects. It's reflective time. Anyways, so driving through some of those straight roads is okay, but that's not all northern Nebraska was. So I went through northern Nebraska kind of close to the South Dakota border. Okay. I don't remember the roads. It's not important. If someone wants to know, I'll tell them. No big deal. Send me a message. So I drove across. Uh, I think I ended up staying in O'Reilly or some yeah, some Irish-sounding town in in Nebraska. But once I left there um, – or actually around that area, there's tons of little towns that don't really exist anymore. It's almost like an, in a, in a sad, sad way. It's like almost like an old person that has uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. They're still kind of there. Okay. And you can still kind of get some of the old stories from them. And you can, and you can see that there was a person there at one time, but really they're gone. So in, you're in talking about these way. towns that have basically people are moving away. Yeah. There's no industry there. But there's still some but there's semblance still of the character. one church and the one bar. The one church, the one bar, and uh, the one automotive shop. Yeah. Or the mechanic shop. And I drove around in a couple of these towns, and a lot of them are gravel roads only, and it was pouring rain, and the car's getting disgusting. But anyway, <laughs> so I drive, and there's these two kids in uh, in overalls came running up to the car okay and they were like hey i like your car and they, <laughs> and they had the the mom had cut their hair oh hair yeah cut and everything and they had flannel shirts under their overalls and it it was from another time <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and it was and it was almost sad the way you think that these towns died i think is the advent and i think this is overlooked a lot okay is as fuel economy has increased in cars. Mm. So you have a lot of cars back in the day that had, you know, 12 gallon, 14 gallon gas tanks, but they got eight miles per gallon. Right. So they're stopping every 200 miles or less okay. to get gas. Now you drive 400 miles on a tank. So you don't have to stop all the time. And this is, I think, the case with all the ghost town stuff that we saw really? on our way out is I don't think that there's any reason for people that aren't from these towns right. to stop there anymore. Cause you used to have, you could see it. You could see the, the old style gas station, which is right. you've got the front of the building and you've got an overhang yeah. and two pillars that come down. That is an old gas station in sure. all of these little towns. They all have one and none of the gas stations are there anymore. They're all gone. 
some of it too is the interstates moved or you know what i mean like uh where that one gas station down in there was there was one example where it was a town and then they moved the highway or moved the interstate a mile and then there's no reason to even get off right yeah absolutely well there's no interstate near any of this anyway okay i mean you're an yeah, hour so, and a half north of any interstate huh. so there's basically no reason to stop in this town anymore and right. I, it's kind of sad because some of the architecture is cool you know you've got maybe maybe it's only cool because it's run down right but you have signs that just say beer and <laughs> and eat and coffee and food i mean it's it's very very simple yeah and i really really like seeing th- i like seeing where we came from as a representation of where we're going Okay. With that being gone, you can see that, you know, everything's kind of getting condensed into urban areas. And you know what this is a good example of is then when we're in L.A., fast forward, you couldn't look anywhere without seeing advertisements and signs oh and God. blinking things. And oh it was God. just overwhelming. It is. It because is. I was thinking like, oh, well, that was the day before marketing. Apparently, you just said what it is. It's like one of those party poppers being shot into your face, <laughs> like with the sparkles and the streamers coming out. Just yeah, that's yeah. Los Angeles. If, right. Especially after driving across the country. It's like, ugh, it's just overwhelming. But right. yeah, so these little towns, there's no no signs there's no advertising everybody knows everybody yeah and you just you go to eat at the cafe or whatever and then you know and then you get your beer at the beer place you get your beer at the place that says beer and then you eat at the eat place <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right so anyway i uh i continued on there was all kinds of motels almost every motel is boarded up they're all wow. done we are gonna go way over on time i'm by noticing the way. this yeah by we way. are going way over on time but that's okay we'll split it into two episodes um so where was I? Oh, yeah. So we driving so, through Nebraska. So maybe I stayed in just, some Irish t- sounding place okay. and which was this weird mix of um, now it's so the signs now are different. It used to be like hand painted signs, neon signs, porcelain signs. You had all these signs that were that were made. Right. OK, so it, they were made by sign somebody. maker was an it was a thing. Now everything is easily printed. Sure. So now all the signs are digitally printed and they just. They get pasted to the building right. and they're ugly. They're all poor, poorly designed, poor fonts, poor colors. There's no depth to them whatsoever. They're two dimensional and it's terrible. So you have an old motel with like an upside down check-in sign with, <laughs> with the light bulbs broken out of it with an air, like a red arrow, yeah, or like yeah, check yeah. in here or whatever motel next to that, which is a cool sign, yep. even decrepit. It's cool. Right next to that is jane's barber shop or jane's hair right. or whatever and it's just this terrible ugly it's because these signs are so easy to print people don't need a designer to print they them. don't need to and yeah. it's so it's this weird contrast of wow i really like the the old version of that next to the new version which cost six dollars or whatever but it's it's this new sign pasted on an old building like old yellow brick with the cool windows in front the old storage usually you see them as like an antique shop sure you know it's got the single door in the middle (laughs) and then the square pane glass on each side and then up above it is a sign and now it's these terrible signs anyway you're getting very esoteric here with with your that's okay diatribe on signs this is what i want to talk about so suck it off (laughs) listen to me or 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 not you can there's the door fast forward Um, 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so anyway so i left this town and it was kind of a straight boring ish drive to there which was about halfway sure. through Nebraska, other than the small town so halfway through to nebraska and west of there is the sand hills of nebraska so i hadn't heard of this i hadn't either but i was sitting in my hotel at night which is what i do every night when i stay and i'm on a, i'm on a road trip obviously right. i sit in the hotel but i i look at the map and I'm like, okay, which thing? Yeah, like, what can I see? Cool. What can I go? Where Where am I going to go? Where is this going to take me? You know, I don't plan necessarily plan ahead of where I'm going to stay the next night. 
right. I, mean, I knew I was it's going variable. It's variable, but I knew I was going to Denver. So I'm like, well, I got, you know, I'm staying in Denver tomorrow. Night. I can take as much time as I want. Sure. To get from here to there. So I started looking at the map and I saw like all these ripples. It almost looked like water, like the wind blowing across water. It was just these sure. ripples. It says Sand Hills, you know, National Park or National Reserve. I'm like, wow, Nebraska actually has a, a some sort of a park, something <laughs> worthy of, of a park. Because normally it's just farm fields. It's not farm fields. It's cattle. Oh, it's, Nebraska is not really conducive to agriculture. It's more conducive to livestock. Interesting. So there's a lot of cattle in, in Nebraska. Sure. A lot of Angus, right? And you drive through I-80 across and it smells really, really bad. It just because there's so much cattle yeah. and it's. It's not manure on the fields. It's physical cows. I learned something very interesting. This is going to be your fun fact for the episode. Okay. I'm wondering where this so is going. Cow cows produce a lot of methane. And people have actually talked about this as being like contributing to climate change. Yeah, that's, the why they want, that's why they want to have veggie burgers taste right, like regular of, burgers. Get rid of cows, right? Yep. Do you know where the methane comes from? Farting. No. Three. Cows don't fart. They burp. It's the burping. Yep. Ah, it's from chewing their cud or something. Yep. Got it. There's your fun fact. Awesome. <laughs> Carry on. So can we just put like a mask? Well, we could put a mask on their face and collect the methane. It's like a gas mask. Yeah. Yes. And can then all put, our cars can run on methane. Yeah. You could just have a cow in the back of the, of a, <laughs> get an El Camino and put yeah. the cow in the back. Come on, and, Bessie. <laughs> um, so anyway, so these sand hills are, are great. So I think the, the, the bedrock must be pretty high. Okay. Because nothing's really growing. It's just short, sure. short grass. And it's sand, so nothing's really growing in it anyway. I don't know where the sand came from. Yeah, it from. I didn't really seem... look into it too much. Okay. But it's these rolling hills, just, you know, left, right, left, sweeping, long, sweep, not nothing, nothing tight, right. but over an undulation on these hills. And it was a little train track, followed it the whole way I was going. So there's lots of trains, and it was raining and dreary. Yeah. So it had this really morose feeling. But I found this road called Lakeside Drive that I was going to go south on. Okay. And it was the squiggliest road that I could find in all of Nebraska. <laughs> okay. It actually looked really, really good. And it yeah. was in this in this lowland. There's all these little lakes and pockets okay. of water. And I knew that, well, I know that there was a bomb cyclone because I got stuck in it in the Mercedes. The right? bomb cyclone, yes. Right. So I got stuck in that. But that's how I knew that there was a lot of rain and flooding in Nebraska, they had had like sure. terrible flooding. Okay. So I called them. I'm like, well, who's going to know whether this road is going to be closed or not? Right. And you, you told me this and I thought it was genius. It is genius. I'll, I'll take credit for that. Sure. Okay. So basically what I did is who's going to know if this road is closed? I said, right. well, the post office, they're yeah. the guys that drive all the roads. Every single Never road gets driven by the post office. And needless to say, I called up the post office and they went, I don't know. <laughs> So not that genius. Well, I call, so then I called. Well, there's a post office on the south side and then there was a post office. Yeah. on. The, so I called the north side post office, which is in Lakeside. And they said, yeah, it's it's uh, I think it's open, but it's perilous. OK, well, I can uh, I can do perilous. I can, yeah, I can drive before I can drive as far as I feel comfortable and then turn around and come back if I don't like what I see. Sure. But I get there and it says road closed 15 miles south mm. and it's a 30 mile road. So halfway through it was closed due to flooding. So I was like, God dang it. So then I end up driving through Cheyenne. Just you know, sand hills the whole way. Yeah, highly recommend a nice solitude drive through Nebraska through that way. It's really, it's probably doing it that way. It's probably sixteen hours versus fourteen hours on I eighty. So you lose a couple hours, but you gain so much in you know state of mind. Right, right. you just don't want to shoot yourself because <laughs> I eighty is a terrible drive. It's really not fun. So uh, picked you up in Denver on right. Month. So yeah, I flew Tuesday into Denver morning, early, Wednesday. early morning, Wednesday morning. Yep. Right. 
Yeah, I was up at 4 a.m. You picked me up. Um, again, I flew because I didn't want to suffer through. You the flew because you needed to go to work. Let's yeah, be, there's also work. Yeah. Uh, so then you picked me up. Denver Airport, by the way, creepy. It is like they have this big horse with red glowing eyes. That's so right I told at the you that, that there's all these like conspiracy theories about Denver International Airport, that there's like there's an a underground bunker? bunker where all the rich people are going to go when the world ends. And it's like New World Order and all the murals are very like post-apocalyptic. And anyways, so, yeah, you got to see the big horse with the glowing red Maybe eyes. Maybe we should do an episode about that. I think it would be fun. All right. We can look into that. Uh, but then after Denver, we met up with some listeners at Emic Volkswagen in Denver. Yeah, that was they, awesome. They gave us a shout out and they're like, hey, guys, stop by. There's a few few guys here that love to listen to the show. And, and one love of the guys, is, uh, his Instagram handle is Rusty Nuts. Right. So so we're like, well, we pull up to the dealer <laughs> and they're like, not waiting know. for I us. I don't know his actual name. So I imagine walking in and go, yeah. Is Rusty Nuts here? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm looking for a Rusty Nuts. Do you know a Rusty Nuts? And what ends up, his name was actually Rusty. So yes. uh, it was nice, nice talking those to those guys. guys were awesome. Meeting some fans was was great. Yep. And so from there, we uh, we headed out towards basically going west across Colorado. But so we had to make Denver to Escalante. Yes, which is Utah, Central Utah, in one day. In a day, which yes. is not. It wasn't that if terrible. If you drove it straight, it's eight hours. Okay. Seven, seven or eight but hours. We did not. We well, no, never. Um, but also I want to say is we were fighting basically rain and snow the whole way out there. Yeah, it was, well, snow in Denver, right. uh, west of Denver. We went up into the Loveland Pass, which was kind of a, it was one of those things where I was driving and I could see, I saw a sign for love, uh, dangerous chemical vehicles must go this way. Cause there's a tunnel, right? So if you have a semi that's full of, uh, you know, nitroglycerin, you take it on the, <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you take it. On, I imagine like some old movie, like a guy with the horse and he's like, you can hear all the nitroglycerin <laughs> jangling. Yeah. No, it's jangling in it's glass containers. Guys like, no. Anyway. So the guy with the nitroglycerin has got to go off to the right. Yeah. Through Loveland pass and everybody else goes left. And I remember sitting in the lane, just kind of having this internal battle of, <laughs> I want to get to what I know is cool. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And so we went, I, we went up Loveland Pass. We did go up Loveland Pass, uh, which was 9,000 some feet. I, I think. think it was 10,000 feet. Okay. So yeah, I definitely had some elevation there and some snow we encountered. Yeah. More snow. Instagram stories. Um, let's see. From Loveland Pass, then we went through some of the mountains and then we ended up in Cisco, Utah. Yeah, so the next kind of notable stop yeah so i was trying to surprise you with this because i thought it was cool right and i was like oh, i'll just surprise jake with this but then i was thinking to myself i don't remember the name of the town so i had said to tell <laughs> jake look up this thing and then tell me where it is so we can actually get there and we get there and you can see that it is where the movie vanishing point was filmed so yeah, it's the the final scene of vanishing point right. where he drives the what was he driving a challenger challenger the white challenger into the bulldozers yep so you can see it drive right by this building and this is a town called cisco utah and it's right off the freeway and it's kind of a one and a half lane tarmac road yeah for i mean they must have done a ton of filming on this road because it is pretty vacant there's no yeah there's nothing there's nothing there. you know just like everything else as as you get out that way there's nothing and then there's this little town of cisco and it's a ghost town it is, but but there's like one person living two there. Two or three. Nah, there's got to be two or three people living there. It has its own active post office, which was the size it of a shed. It looked like from, an outhouse. This is the size of a shed from Home Depot. Yeah, where you would put your rakes. Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of cool because it, they had a sign that said Cisco 
uh, Cisco post office. And then there was a sign for tourists, stay on road. Yeah, stay on road, shoot pictures from road or whatever. And there's like, no drones. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Anyway, so they had the uh, the building there, and they had the you know the center median, the little oval concrete thing was tilted up. Sure. And someone had spray painted "Vanishing Point" on it. Yep. Kowalski lives. He's yep. the character from "Vanishing yep. Point." And then someone had a thirteen twenty video sticker on it, so I slapped an overcrest sticker on it. There's all kinds of burnout marks in front of it. Oh and yeah, stuff everyone like that. does a burnout in front of this place. Yeah, I heard that the um, the Dodge, some of the Dodge guys get together and drive out there once a year. Huh. So what I would like to do is. Uh, I don't know if I should tell what I want to do. It might be a story someday, but it's going to be so far away. It's so long now, no one will matter. Okay, so I want to get when the new like Hellcat or Challenger comes out. I want to uh, go. I want to go retrace Vanishing Point and go cool. there and write about it and write about the. Can road I trip. be in the bulldozer at the end? <laughs> well, we're going to try to avoid the fiery, the, the fiery, fiery death. death. So after that. Um, uh, we went and found a car wash. Yep, which I was teasing you about because I mean it's it's a road trip, right? And here you are spending this all this time at a car wash. Everybody which, has this misconception that I love to just abuse my car and get it dirty. Right. Getting it dirty is a byproduct of what I want to do. I'm okay. not doing it to get the car dirty. Right. So if I see if I can have an opportunity to wash the car so I can get some nice pictures of it or whatever, yeah. I wash the car. So we found some car wash that Basically, was really it was actually really tough to get in and out of. It was yeah, it was like a pit. It was a pit, you know. Well, they everybody there that's watching their car is watching mud right off their car. So we watched the car ended up um, driving down Highway Twenty. Hold on, did we ever? Did you ever check your credit card statement to see if that ended the car wash cycle? No, <laughs> I did. I got to do that because we drove away with the. We, well, yeah, it's one of these where you swipe your credit card and you're like, oh, that's nice. Instead of having to get quarters and everything else, and then we're driving away. He goes, did you turn it off? I go, yeah, I turned it off, but there wasn't like an end button. Yeah. So I, I was like, know. maybe you have it's like $300 worth of car wash time now. There's some guy standing there like with all his buddies lined up. They're like, <laughs> he's like random people on the street. He's waving them in. Free car wash. Free car wash right here. Come on it's in. Still it's still going. Like, yeah. There's like 77 clean cars in that nowhere town now. Yeah. So I actually should, I should really you look, should look into see. that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Judging by what happened to me later in the trip. Yeah. That <laughs> could, could be very so, explanatory. So then onto Highway 24, which I hadn't, I hadn't been. You know, as I, I told you when we were there, I'm like, I have not been on this road. Right. But in hindsight, I have been on that road. Oh, okay. I have. I've driven Highway 24, but I'd driven it in the opposite direction. Oh, sure. So I was kind so of unfamiliar. Until so we went over Highway 24 goes um, towards Boulder, Utah. And okay. after Boulder is Escalante. So you drive through the mountains of, it's Boulder Mountain is the name of the mountain that we went over. That makes sense. Which was super snowy. Yeah. Kind of sketchy. That was higher than 10,000 feet. That was yeah, like that was 11. 11,000 11, feet. And I'm used to the car not having power at that altitude anymore. I don't even think about it. Well, what's funny is me not driving and being the passenger seat. I don't really notice it. It but, sounds but different. It does sound a little different. It runs a little richer. But then you're also I like you're obviously on the pedal harder. And I don't know that. So right. you're like, oh, there's no power. And I'm like, what? I, it seems fine to me. Well, the, th- the, pro- the thing is, is that most other cars also experience it. So it's relative to the other cars around you. I mean, obviously, some cars have fuel. Most cars, all cars, some have, cars have fuel <laughs> injection. Yeah, some of them. Anyway, so we, we <laughs> uh, in the oncoming lane was a snowplow. That was the only bummer yes. about that. And he went by and showered the car with gravel. Yeah. So he I was, was really, really glad that I did clear bra on the hood. Yeah. Because it was physical rocks. You not, could, yeah. It was like sleet and gravel being thrown at the car. Yeah. Not thrilled about that. And the interesting thing about that pass is it's all birch trees. 
That's right. It was, wasn't it? So it was snow in the mountains with birch trees. It was really, really. It was quite pretty. It was pretty. So we head down from there and we're skirting the storm. The entire Which way. is, looks pretty serious. There's lightning coming down and it's black from the sky to the ground. Yep. And you can't see anything. So we kind of skirted this because, storm. But then on the left side of the car is blue skies. And all I wanted to do is get to the blue sky for you. <laughs> For you, because I'm like, this is this area is so beautiful, but it needs the sun to light right. up the colors of yeah, the all stone the, all and the, the stone rock and, the and everything. Rock. And once you're out here, it is the true horizon to horizon straight road on on, on part of 24. Yes. And that was some one of the things that I really wanted you to experience was nowhere two lane road horizon to horizon. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And I have a note here later that especially with straight freeways that go from horizon to horizon are actually really depressing because you have you can see how far you have set left to go until you hit something interesting right but the thing is when you're out in the middle of nowhere you have so far to go but you're already somewhere that you like yeah so it's, it's, it's more interesting it's, you know that you, solitary and when you're on the interstate you know when you go over that next thing that it's just the same it's gonna be more interesting it's gonna be more interesting when you're in the middle of nowhere it's it's kind of a mystery what's going to be on the other side unless you're in the middle of nowhere nevada then you know that it is nothing on the other side and then nothing on the other side of that and then more nothing. But it's okay. I, I still like it because okay. you're, you're alone. There's something about experiencing and uh, experiencing this stuff alone that almost anywhere in the world is beautiful as long as you are alone. So let's get to that later because I have a point on that. Okay. Um, but anyways, we're skirting these storms. Uh, Utah was beautiful. Then we finally get to Highway 12. Which is... I love Highway 12. It is the All-American Byway. That's what it's called. All-American Highway. I think it might be a Byway or Highway, but it's that's what it, the official name is, the All-American whatever, because it goes through Grand Staircase National Park. It goes okay. through Bryce Canyon and all the parks. Uh, it goes through a bunch of parks. Yep. And that's when we finally got to Hogback Ridge. Yeah. And that's something that I felt like I maybe oversold it to you. Yeah. I've, yeah, you I've older, oversold it to everyone because <laughs> I really, really love that place and it's as i've said a million times it's because it's special to me yeah. when i first drove to california in the 9-11 it's somewhere that i had as a destination i'm like i want to be there i want to see that so when i finally got there and i had this like transcendent thing where i felt it felt very unique and very special to right. me so now every time i was there i i feel it and i tried to hide it from you yeah, when, he got a little misty eyed over there and i wasn't going to call him out on it i did i kind of drove up the hill and when we were there i just it caught me by surprise. I just felt, I felt like someone put a bag of concrete in my chest. You know, that's I, I a just, weird analogy. No, it just it felt really heavy, just really tight and heavy because I was trying not to cry. Basically, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I know, I just, it's like kind of embarrassing, but that's truly how this stuff touches me. I yeah, mean, it so really it is a very cool road. Uh, it literally is on top of a ridge, a mountain ridge where there's no guardrails, there's no shoulder. It's just two lanes. It's like a four-inch curb. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, for some reason, perfect blacktop, too. It is. Which makes it awesome. It's very short, though. I didn't realize how short it is. this it's particular stretch of road is. It's only about a mile long, probably. Yep. But it's beautiful. And we actually ended up staying there for about an hour until the Maybe sunset. Maybe even longer. We got there at 7 and the sunset at 7.30. So we yeah. were there an hour and a half, almost two hours. Did some, some photo shoot shooting yeah i did some some shots with the camera shots with the drone and the, but the best part about the entire experience was watching the ups guy oh man <laughs> so this is kind of a treacherous road it, not kind of it is a very treacherous road it is one of the most dangerous roads in the country if you're not careful right because it's so narrow and 
it's very twisty and it is you if you go off this road you will die right in any car it doesn't right. matter what it is i don't care if you've got a roll cage it's basically like driving off you know pike's peak or something like that because it goes into a canyon right. on both sides and it's very rocky you're dead yeah there's no trees to save you either. guy goes by so in a ups truck so also there are like tourists stopped along the road too yeah. so like you're, you're driving it slow to be you know courteous. cognizant and courteous of these people all of a sudden we hear <laughs> dude in a ups truck is hauling he was moving he was going to deliver and nothing was going to stop him <laughs> but, but we we're like whoa he drove that road faster than i ever have yeah and i couldn't in a big box truck. in a big box truck so that was interesting to see so then we went and stayed in escalante where yes. so, um, i had my cabin and jake had his own cabin no that's not what happened before we get to that though we we were starving by this point yeah. And it was like after 8 p.m. Why are no restaurants open in small towns after 8 p.m.? Because most people don't eat out in the wilderness. They feed themselves. That's just what it is. People eating out is a luxury that most people that live out in the middle of nowhere don't partake in. It's something that you do. It's more special. Right. It's something that urban people do is they go out. They go out to eat. Most people cook for themselves. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so anyways, we, we got a terrible burger at oh, some little the worst. hotel place, but then yes, with, with these little camping cabins in Escalante and Chris goes, they're, they're one room cabins They're Yeah. It's almost like if you were to get a hotel room, it has the bathroom, it has your bed, but it's in a log cabin and that's it. Yep. And so Chris goes, I got the cabin here. I don't like sleeping with other people. I just know myself. I can't do that. So get your own cabin. And in my defense, what did I say? I said, do you snore? Oh, I right. said, do you snore? And this was months ago. Yeah. Do you snore? Jake says, yes, I snore. I say, Jake, you need to get your own place. This is where I am staying. This is another place you could get. You need to book your own room. Right. I said it yes. unequivocally. Yeah. Yep. He said that. And then uh, about two weeks before the trip, I was reminded, oh, shoot, I didn't book anything for that night. So I call up this uh, place in Escalante and they're like, oh, sorry. Nope. That's the last cabin. I was like, oh, yeah, my buddy has one there. And, you know, he doesn't want me snoring next to him. And she goes, well, let me look up that cabin. Well, he's got three beds. He's got nothing to complain about there. He, you can sleep with him. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I can sleep with him. Uh, and I was like, I don't want you to like drop me off two miles away at some hotel and have to come get me in the morning. In hindsight, that probably would have been better. That would have been a much better idea. Because I fall asleep. About an hour later, I hear Jake, Jake, Jake. No, it was not Jake, Jake, Jake. It was Jake, Jake, Jacob Solberg, Jacob McDonald. Jake! And then I <laughs> threw a pillow at you. Oh, I mean, is that was, what finally woke me up? Was the pillow? Was the pillow? And it I woke up and I was like, I was startled because I was like, something's wrong. What? What? Uh, what's wrong? And you go, you are snoring. You are snoring. Really? You're like louder than I. And I, I do snore pretty loud. You do snore. Yeah. I recorded it for you. Yep. And that was the quiet version. Yep. And a little bit of sleep apnea sprinkled in too. Yeah, you're gonna die soon. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll let you fall asleep. I'll just like play on my phone until you're asleep. So then. I think you fell asleep, but then I woke you up about an hour later. You did wake me up again. And yeah. you're like, we this this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. We got to figure something out. And right. I feel like a jerk because it's it's kind of your fault that you snore because it just is. Sure. But it's definitely not my fault. True. Plus, I told you to get right. your own So room. I did feel guilty. And so I was like, all right, well, there's the bathroom right here. We could go in the bathroom. But then I he was like, well, can you hear me? So I go in the bathroom and you're like nope not gonna work <laughs> i was like you know what i'm fine i'll just go sleep in the car which is 
Okay, that'll and be you fine. Sleep in the but car. But then I'm in your your seat because that one reclines more, the, the driver's seat, and I was like, it's cold in here. I am not I comfortable. Said, I said, do you like sleeping on a bed? <laughs> right. So I could sleep in the same temperature outside on a nice mattress. So we hauled the mattress out of my bed outside the cabin and gave you four wool blankets. Yeah, it was 39 degrees out. So how was it? It was sleeping actually outside. <laughs> Did you have it? Was the star? Well, the stars. Stars were right there. It was warm. And I had trouble sleeping because I was worried about you. Right. I really, I really, truly was worried about you. And I was trying to think myself. I'm like, all right, if there's a mountain lion out there, am I going to save him or just let him die? I'm thinking about my family and weighing my family against your life. Oh, right. Because you're you're then risking yourself. I'm risking you would myself if I have to save you. So from the ironically, mountain lion. I didn't think so. I chose no. Right. Okay. So you made a <laughs> conscious decision. If you heard me screaming, you're dead. And my wife later said, "Well, you wouldn't have woken up by that. So that would have been a fine, peaceful way to go." From a mountain lion? Nah. Ooh, you would have woken up. <laughs> make blood curdling. So ironically, while you're thinking about that, what I'm hearing are cows moving the distance because this whole country <laughs> is open range, yep. right? And so I'm like, I'm going to wake up with a cow licking my face. That was my concern. The real concern was scorpions and snakes. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And spiders. Yeah, That's the real concern. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Anyway. That's fine. I, so I was fine. We woke up in the morning at like 6 a.m. And we decided to go through Zion National Park, which is beautiful, but full of people. So honestly, not even really worth well, mentioning. I do want to mention it because the traffic was horrendous. There were cool tunnels, which we annoyed everyone with, with our loud car that goes. <laughs> you know, it was like a mile long tunnel. More than that. It's it was very long. So my point, and you were going to say this earlier, is you'd much rather be somewhere unique and solitary then we crammed into another scenic outlook with Marge and Bob over here. Yep. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it was it was disappointing. I mean, I guess it's cool that it's, we saw it. You know, I, there's uh, the Burr the Burr Trail, for example, is not as beautiful as Zion Park, but you are alone, right. so you can get out of the car. It's dead silent. No one's going to bother you, and you can appreciate it. And it's it's all yours to see. It's yours right. to enjoy. It's yours to take in. When you have to share beauty with other people. It's just not as special. Yeah. No, that's it. It's a good point. Uh, from there, we did Bryce Canyon. Yeah, that was fine. That was pretty. Yep. We did Dixie National Forest. Over and over again. In and out, <laughs> in and out, because it's zigzags or something. Yep. And then uh, I have a job to get to on Monday, so we went straight to LA via I-15. Which was awful. It's so hot. It's it's basically, you get down south of Death Valley there. Right. They call it, it was, the entranceway to Death Valley. Yeah. It was almost 90 degrees. It was pretty warm. But the one interesting thing, I think because we were sick of these straight freeways where it's, you know, super, super hot, there was this weird gas station. Actually, I was asleep. You were asleep. I was asleep. And all of a sudden, you're pulling off. I was like, oh, is another gas stop? He's like, no, I want to go back and get, like, see something. And it's a surprise. But the exit was like 10 miles back. Yeah. So we, we, we wasted like a good 20 minutes going back. And then it's this defunct old gas station. Mm -hmm. And it had this cool sign. Again, just said eat. It didn't say like restaurant or anything else. It just said eat and gas. And what did it say under eat? <laughs> well, first it said pussy. And then someone decided they wanted to say ass. So yeah, they, they, they took advantage of that with graffiti. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, but it was just kind of really cool seeing how like... I don't know, just these defunct old ghost towns. And I really think it has a lot to do with the fuel economy. I really well, think it does. Well, this particular one, they decided to make a town 10 miles away right? with like all the accommodations. Yeah, but even as we drove, there was more and more of those. Yeah, I suppose. More and more of those. I think it becomes a point where 
you know, if you need to drive 300 miles to 300 miles or 150 miles or whatever it is, these little places get kind of lost in the mix. You know, there's no amenities other than that, which is why they all had gas station food, whatever. They tried to have as many amenities as they could in one spot, but they just couldn't keep up with urbanization and fuel economy. Yeah. No, that's true. So then we finally arrived in L.A. L.A. traffic is terrible. I don't know how you guys do it. There's no redeeming factors in L.A. The freeways are dirty. The freeways are terrible. The garbage is out of control. Why is there just garbage everywhere? I don't know. Do people not take as much pride in like... Here, everybody, if you jaywalk, they put a vest on you and send you out to pick up garbage. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. I just don't understand. It's so disgusting. It really is. And someone was telling me, well, it doesn't rain there, so the rain doesn't wash away any of it. I don't know if that has something to do with it, but it was just, it's dirty. It's crowded. People are very like, I don't want to complain. We we know everybody knows. I don't want to, we're not on a rant. I don't want to rant about Los Angeles and traffic and everything. It's, it's okay. It is what it is. And it sucks. Okay. Well, we got to our place. Uh, We went to that evening, the uh, air meets water hosted by the Peterson automotive museum. Yeah. That's very cool. I kind of snuck in. Like I drove up and parked close and some guy was like, Hey, do you want to put your car in the show? Right. I said, well, yeah, but I didn't get a ticket or pay for that or anything. Yeah. Just bring it over, park it over here. So I got to, you know, park with all the cool kids, I guess. (laughs) That was cool. We got my highlight was we saw the Whittington brothers, nine 35 in the museum. Yes. So you you go back to that episode. You haven't seen that before. I'd seen the car before, but you hadn't. And someone I posted on Instagram, someone messaged me, did you look for the hole in the door? And I was like, I was so tempted to reach across the little velvet rope and open the door and yeah. look for it. But we probably I, could have found someone to to help us with that. I didn't probably even could think have. about it. Yeah. Anyway, so that's about all we have for up until up until Luft next morning. Obviously, was was Luftgekult. So um, we're gonna take a break here. And we're going to push this off until Monday. Uh, well, this episode comes up Monday. We'll probably do a Monday, uh, Friday. Sure. Type of thing. And uh, we'll get you the Luft and my trip home on the next episode. Um, while you're while you're listening to this, if you want to listen to more of us, you actually head over to Driving While Awesome interview That's us right. on their podcast. So you can head over there and check us out there. Um, it's really a pleasure to be to talk with those guys and be yeah, on their podcast guys. and talk about everything from you know, the Yugo trip that we did to um, Lufas. So it was, it was, it was, <laughs> I forgot about the Lufa conversation. Yeah, the Lufa yes, conversation. Yes. So check that out. Otherwise, head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review if you could. Leave us a little bit of word. Spread the word about the podcast. Yeah, it really Hit helps. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And see you guys next time. Take care.